So just now, I was able to close my eyes and feel that. Like, literally feel it in a way that I've never gotten to feel it before because when we're here, we always have to keep our eyes open. But just that experience, uh, I'm literally, I'm never going to forget it. I've been wrestling since I was 18 years old. And within the first five months of my wrestling career, I'd already had three concussions. And for years after that, I would get a concussion here and there, or here or there. And then it gets to the point when you've been wrestling for 16 years that um, that adds up to a lot of concussions. And uh, it gets to a point where they tell you that you can't wrestle anymore. For a long time, I fought that because this, I have loved this in a way that I have never loved anything else. But a week and a half ago, I, um, I took a test that said that maybe my brain isn't uh, as okay as I thought it was. And it is with a heavy heart and the utmost sadness that I officially announced my retirement. So I, I've gone through all these complex emotions in this last uh, little bit. You know, I've been angry, I've been sad, I've been frustrated, I've been all of that. But today, when I woke up this morning, I felt nothing but gratitude. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 27. We are recording on February 9th, 2016. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com, the unofficial WWE webcomic. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. I'm here with the author of two of the seven Harry Potter books, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this show. That's for sure. Were you excited about the game last night? Yeah, I was very excited about the game. I last. was. I was rooting for the Black Cats. Did they win? 
What are you talking about? There was a Super Bowl game last night, wasn't it? That was Sunday. That was Sunday. Oh. Wow. You've changed. All right, we're doing the opening again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so today we're going to be talking about, we're going to catch up on NXT, a look back on Daniel Bryan's career, Raw is feels, and Lesnar kills all. So we're just going to dive right into uh, Raw. It was last night. That's what was last night. Yeah. February 8th, 2016. Uh, We start with a promo of Daniel Bryan, and we are actually in uh, Daniel Bryan's home state. So this is kind of a weird coincidence. All right. It was quite weird. Do you think it was planned? Uh, Almost like it was, considering he tweeted earlier uh, that he was going to be doing his retirement speech. Got everybody in a a fizzle. I think he did it like three hours prior to Raw, so it definitely, I think, picked up some uh, ratings for, I'm sure, Rob was excited for that. Oh, I'm sure a bunch of people tuned in when they heard that. Yeah. So Steph comes out. uh, We get a bunch of Daniel Bryan chants, but it doesn't matter. She's just there to get heat. But Dean interrupts, uh, and I guess this is a contract signing. I, I did not know. This was completely unannounced that we were having a contract signing at the beginning of, beginning of Raw. Then Roman comes down, and they just banter with Stephanie McMahon, and then Stephanie uh, introduces Lesnar. I don't get the concept yet of why they're using Lesnar as, as a weapon, because then in the end, he's still got to face Triple H at Mania. I, I don't get the concept here. But uh, Lesnar comes out with uh, Heyman. Heyman tries to do his introduction but fails because Stephanie is just missed no fucks given tonight and just wants to get this contract signed. But then Lesnar decides to just take matters into his own hands Yeah. and just starts mocking Dean Ambrose. (laughs) And it makes sense that Lesnar just destroyed him. And then I love that he threw the table at Roman Reigns. Oh, he ate that table. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he just picks the table up and just throws it at Roman Reigns. And then F5's Ambrose. And, like, that makes sense. Because Lesnar is twice the size of Ambrose. Like, Ambrose is the size of his arm. I'm really liking this uh, Dean Ambrose taking on Brock Lesnar slick. I I hope they keep doing this. Yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm pretty excited. I actually think those two have good banter. And I think it would make really good sense. But the fact that Ambrose is just wasted, basically, thinking he could take on this guy... Well, yeah, buddy, okay, you think you can just, you think you can just beat me? I'll just take him out myself, you know? It's like he's got beer goggles on. This reminds me of Chris Jericho and Goldberg, but better. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's a better sport than Goldberg ever was, so this is going to be just great. So Brock Lesnar just kills Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, and then that's just the theme for the night. Triple H comes out and, I guess, stands up there at a proving laugh, and we go to commercial. Kind of weird. Yeah. After the commercial break, we have Dean and Roman backstage, and they are pissed off. Uh, Dean has it out for Lesnar and plans to look for him for the remaining of the night, but then we get our first match of the night. It was Owen Ziggler 12. There are more of these matches in a row than there are Rocky movies. It is getting boring. There was a brutal opening with Owens taking out Ziggler, which was really cool. But that's about it. Ziggler wins with using the ropes. Congratulations. But again, this is going nowhere. I see no progression in this. Well, okay. Are they trying to turn Ziggler heel? Don't do it with Kevin Owens. Why would you try to turn him heel against a heel? You can't do a double turn at Raw. And Owens doesn't need to become a face Owens can stay being a heel and get way over he's already huge so then they're like oh put him on the ropes and then what's that gonna do now Owens is gonna be like oh we gotta fight a fast lane because you see it and then yells at Michael Cole which makes it great I'm enjoying the feud between Kevin Owens and Michael Cole more than I am Dolph Ziggler and, and Kevin Owens yeah oh I love it Cole you know what's funnier than you everything 
Next, we go after a break, we see the Usos in the locker room. The Dudleys show up and talk to him about this tables match that gets announced. This was cool. I was excited about this tables match for the main event of Raw. But they want to be in the match, yeah. and I guess, okay, they'll let them. That's all it was. And I was like, okay, great. Blah, 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 that's done. Charlotte with Ric Flair versus uh, Alicia Fox. And then they announce Brie Bella and Charlotte at Fastlane for the title. What has Brie Bella done to get a match? She won. She beat Char- Charlotte last oh, week. Oh, that's right, with that roll-up. I guess that gives you... Yeah, so then Becky and Sasha have to wait? I guess. Like, what just happened there? We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So this match just happened. Charlotte wins. No surprise. Moving on to Ms. TV. Uh, so Miss TV was actually, uh, I think, pretty entertaining. Great. AJ, I'm trying to start over with you, but you're already on thin ice with this whole kicking the teeth out of the Miz. Oh, he hit him hard. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious how hard he, like, hit him in the face. But then Chris Jericho comes out, which was just great, because he turns this into the uh, highlight reel. Totally Jay Leno's this on the Miz. Oh, yeah, it was so good. Like, he's just like, get this out. Where's my plant? <laughs> yeah, something's missing. Something's missing, and it's get the plant. Get this cheap-ass carpet out of here. And the funny thing is, is Miz has made a niche for himself of what he's doing, and I'm completely fine with it. Completely fine with it. Oh, the Miz TV thing, I'm I'm enjoying it more and more. I guess it depends on the storyline they're bringing up there. If it's something I'm not interested in, then Miz TV is just flat for me. But there's been times that things have turned around for me just because of the Miz TV segment. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's been he, – he's done a great job at doing that. And Miz, I applaud you. <laughs> there you go. One for Miz. Uh, so Jericho and him continue to banter. They talk about more about his teeth. And then AJ Styles comes out and he attacks – Miz and Jericho, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This just becomes a big clusterfuck because everyone's attacking everybody. AJ and Chris Jericho throw out the Miz, and then they do a stare down and then a beat down, and then we move on. I mean, <laughs> I'm enjoying the AJ Styles-Chris Jericho feud, but this was just kind of predictable, so there's nothing much to add to it. What would you think about having the Miz added to that as a triple threat? I'd be fine with it because then Jericho and AJ could be like, all right, uh, Mania, me and you are doing this. Right. Miz adds more drama to matches than anything else. Yeah. And adding him into a triple threat would be great. And then, like, funny thing would be if he, like, won. <laughs> that would throw everyone for a loop. That'd be great, though. Right. Yeah, he beats the man who beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Phenomenal One in uh, in one night. Yeah, the epic. It'd be amazing. Uh, next, we get uh, Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg. Uh, I mean, Ryback with his uh. new look. I, I will say this right now. Yes, it does look like Goldberg, but I like it. I dig it. The new look Ryback looks better, and yeah. Ryback is doing way better in the ring. Absolutely. He is moving everywhere. Like, he's doing really good. I'm excited about this. This was cool. I saw a picture of this, I think, a week ago prior to him debuting on Raw, uh, and I was excited to see this actually turn out to be something on, on there. So that's cool. Yeah, they, I mean, but then... Of course, but they actually like wrestled for a while, and then Wyatt catching him and doing his sister Abigail the way he did. That was so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I was like, that was awesome. super slick. And then yeah. I was like, well, now beat him down. So they did, <laughs> and I'm like, thank God. I'm so happy that they're letting the Wyatts like beat people down. Right. You know what? The thing is with these beatdowns, it does help for people who watch the DVR because then, like, once a beatdown happens, you're just like, well, I could just skip on to the next segment. Exactly. But you need those beatdowns to push Wyatts. Speaking of Wyatt's, reports are that uh, Vince McMahon has taken Braun Strowman on as one of his personal projects. Ugh. You know what, though? 
I've heard reports uh, from the Wrestling Observer that says that they're actually, and I don't know if this is true or not, this sounds fabricated, but we'll just go with it just, just for fun, that Braun Strowman is holding back and they're making him stay a little bit more just grounded in the ring, but I guess he could do more. I have not seen anything this guy did in NXT. All I know prior to this was he was a rosebud. He didn't do anything in NXT. Okay, so. Not at all. So he must have did something in the training center because I never saw it. Right, so rumors are that they might have him taking on Undertaker at WrestleMania and then maybe even having uh, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. So if he is holding back something, great. Uh, if he is, if they are molding this manager to the top heel, it'll be interesting because I think there is potential with Braun Strowman. I am not giving up on this character at all. No. He just needs to get be done with the Wyatt family, I think. No, he needs to, well, he needs to not fight Taker at Mania. That would be stupid. Yeah. So, no. No. All right. All right. Pete, Pete gives a no, so uh, that won't happen. We'll send an email out. Yeah, we'll get that. So, WWE knows. Uh, Peter O'Brien from Iowa says no. <laughs> Vince would sit there and be like, okay. Cancel it. Cancel, Cancel it. Cancel it. Switch it up. Pete knows. <laughs> Next, we have Big E singing to a table. Great. Uh, R- Renee Young does this uh, interview with them asking about who's going to be their fourth mystery me- member, uh, which they tease throughout the night. I have to say, Raw is enjoyable when they build the main event and they focus a lot of the storyline on a good main event and they continue and progress it and change things with it. So this was this was enjoyable to have this mystery and to have just New Day just being so entertaining, as always. Killed it. Again. If you put them through the table right here, it'll break. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, these guys are great. Did you see that they wrote boobies on the calculator? Yeah, I did. I saw that. I was just like, great. That (laughs) is just great. Yeah, so uh, more backstage. Uh, We see Dean again. He is now rummaging through the hallways looking for Brock Lesnar like he's Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Uh, Can't find him at all. We see Roman again, who apparently is also looking for him. This just is just dumb filler. Yep. Dean still wants a piece of Lesnar. Nothing happens. Yep. Next, we have Titus O'Neil comes out. The Irishman takes on someone from the social outcasts. The whole group comes out. Who do they pick, Pete? They pick Adam Rose. And I liked it. Yeah. I don't hate the social outcasts at all. They are... I mean, the match was like, okay, but you knew it was just going to be okay. But then they gave Adam Rose the win, and I'm like, what? Not only that, uh, they gave him the win, which is a dirty win, no big deal, because that's what the social outcast will be forever, and that's okay. Adam Rose was running circles around Titus O'Neil. Uh, very impressive. Very impressive. If, if anything, it got him over. It's not weird that Adam Rose is better than Titus O'Neil. Oh, no, not at all. Is. Yes. He's really good. It's just refreshing to see him in the ring, uh, and I guess win? Yeah. It's it's been too long. When he was Leo Kruger, he was awesome. Uh, another highlight to this was when Titus O'Neil throws Adam Rose into the social outcast, and no fucks are given. They just all celebrate because he still got the W. Oh, right? It was, it was good. It was amazing. I love these characters. Yeah. This is just great. That was awesome. I was like, <laughs> really? <laughs> They're like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Dean Ambrose comes out and just starts talking about Lesnar. Wants him to come out and put some stank on it. That's disgusting. Uh, keeps reclaiming about his nuts and how he can't get an erection and just continues to just do this over and over again. It's just not getting entertaining. Finally, though, uh, Brock Lesnar comes out. 
Dean does not wait for Lesnar to come down to the ramp, and they start attacking him. Brock Lesnar, though, just kills Dean Ambrose. Yeah. <laughs> he just destroys him. Well, what do you expect? I know. He's I know. Huge. He's a beast. He's way bigger than Dean Ambrose, so it makes perfect sense for him to just trash him. I liked it. We're two weeks away from the pay-per-view fast lane. How excited are you of this main event? Uh, not at all. Not at all, really? Like, no. I'm excited to see these three guys compete in a match. I'm not. It's going to be are the most predictable you, match You there. know the ending? Yeah, it's going to be a very predictable match. Like, I don't care. Like, sorry. It, wow. Fastlane is brutal and should not be in the as a pay-per-view. Like, it shouldn't be there. This is stupid. This is dumb. This is giving Brie Bella a chance because of what happened tonight. Well, she's, or you know she's off. losing at Fastlane. This, this pay-per-view is a filler pay-per-view. Nothing is going to come out of this pay-per-view at all. Yeah, it, it's completely pointless. Completely pointless pay-per-view. Well, maybe they won't make it pointless. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get back to Raw. Okay. Maybe something will happen. I don't know yet. So after this, Roman Reigns comes out and gives a distraction to Dean. Uh, Dean tries to get the upper hand, but still gets his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. Uh, he leaves with Dean Ambrose all pissed off because Roman Reigns comes out. This is just stupid. It's just drama. Uh, moving on, though, we'll go to Lucha Dragons versus Alberto Del Rio and Rusev, the only surviving members of the League of Late Nations right now. Uh, we find out Sheamus will be out for the rest of February. This was a, I don't know, a match that happened. Any highlights from you, Pete? No. All right. <laughs> Sin Cara's back, but at a bad time because Kalisto is now the U.S. title holder. Yeah, when you come back and and your tag team partner has overshadowed you. Yeah, it's like, well... <laughs> Now we gave it to a guy who will probably be doing tag matches again. So, uh, he'll turn Sin Cara? No. They wouldn't break up the Luke Dragons. They have no tag teams. You can't break up a tag team right now because they just have no faith in anybody but the New Day and the Usos and the Dudleys. Go. That's not true because we are getting a new tag team is slowly forming. We get a clip from earlier in the day. Uh, we see Goldust dressed up as Jimi Hendrix. The first couple promos of this have been enjoyable. This one was bad. This was bad. This, this one was wasn't really good. bad. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, good. Becky Lynch versus Tamina. This was actually an all right match for Tamina anyway. She looked like a beast. Yeah, she did. They again confirmed that we're going to have a tag team match between Sasha and Becky Lynch versus Tamina and Naomi at Fastlane. I don't know. This match should be... Entertaining? Yeah. It's going to be entertaining because I'd rather see those four than Brie Bella ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Brie is just going to get destroyed. I hope Brian bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to let it for free. Did you pay to get back here, Daniel? No. What? No, I just retired. Yeah, you yeah, you owe us some money, buddy. You just waltz around that here. You're not a wrestler. God, that'd be so good. Oh, he gets to walk back out in line. Hey, everyone, it's, Bri it's Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that would be great. Sasha gets involved somehow. Naomi does this clothesline to her. Becky Lynch decides to come out and see how Sasha Banks is doing. The reasoning behind this, I don't know. If you remember Becky Lynch, two weeks ago, she threw you like you were a piece of garbage aside because she wanted the belt that she should be already going for. And then Becky Lynch gets back into the ring, gets a super kick from Tamina, and the match is done so. Done. All right. So then we find out uh, who is going to be the uh, the fourth member for New Day, which it makes complete sense. It's Mark Henry. He can't play the trumpet, but he can dance, I guess. And they decide to go out there and take on the Usos and the Dudley Boys. This match was, oh, I would say, entertaining. 
Yeah, I mean, it was it did its job. Yeah, good job, Dudley Boys, not fucking up. Yeah, it's the new day. Yeah, you know, the new day again, just being all new day. So at one point they upset Mark Henry and he decides to leave. Uh, this is the downfall for the New Day. But I do like how they they kept fighting. Like, this wasn't just, like, the end for them. They did un- end up losing, so that kind of sucked. Yeah, which was dumb. Yeah, I, I, and I understand why they lost, because after this they do a big celebration and the Dudley Boys turn heel on the Usos. I like this. About time. Yeah. But uh, this is kind of just like the New Age Outlaws. I mean, yeah. just keep bring tag legendary tag teams in, turn them heel, and they just fizzle out. I don't see what's next for these guys. Does this mean that at uh, Fastlane it's going to be the Dudley Boys, the Usos, and the New Day for the belts? Maybe. They, I, I could see that. Yeah, maybe in a tables match. If that's the case, that might be the match that steals the show. I still think, even though we know Roman win, Roman Reigns is winning Fastlane, that, that match is still going to be a good match. Yeah, okay. You're the <laughs> only up. one. No! No, yeah. I, there's a fan base out there. It's not going to be that good. It's going to be good. Okay. We're going to talk about it. You're going to give it an A+. I doubt it. Me too. Okay. Next, uh, the main event of the night, Daniel Bryan's retirement. I liked it. Are you crying? No, I didn't cry. Did you cry? Just admit I it. I did not cry. I did get emotional. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. You got to watch someone who only did wrestling for their career have to come out there and say, I'm done. Right. And it's not because they're getting fired. It's because they just can't. So it's like Edge. Shawn Michaels? No, I didn't care. I guess with Shawn Michaels, his was kind of like you knew it was coming. Edge was the roughest because his was just out of nowhere. Like he had just wrestled that night before. Uh, Daniel Bryan's was just like, I don't know. I guess you and me, we, we've been waiting for this. We've kind of been ragging on Daniel Bryan, but, like, we just knew this was going to be the outcome just from what we were seeing. Well, yeah, I've been saying it, like, for a while. I'm like, well, he he just needs to come out and say he's done. So all the false hope of, well, Daniel Bryan should come back. No, he's not coming back. He's done. He's literally done. I mean, maybe he can wrestle at another promotion, but no. WWE will not allow him to. No, I don't think he's. I think he's retiring from wrestling all in Wait. general. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's doing anything else. And I would say right now, I think he's pretty much. I mean, I don't see Daniel Bryan going to another convention. You know, I don't think he needs that. I think if the man needs to do anything, he can still go on the road and be a character for WWE. Yeah, he has a lot still in stock with that company. He is. I guess you could say right now he's kind of like where Mick Foley was. When he became general manager, he couldn't wrestle anymore, but he was still so over with the crowd, he could still do things backstage. Um, But back to his retirement, he talks about how he had a history of concussions, uh, talks about how he's going to be starting a family, which I think indicates that this match might be Bree's last match at Fastlane, so that might be why she's getting this last hurrah. Yeah, maybe. Thank God, too. Get the Bella Twins out. No, okay, so get Bree out of there. Nikki's done too. I think they both ran their course. They may have, but I see Nikki. I think she could still succeed in the singles competition, and especially with John Cena being around, she would kind of just be always around him, I guess, a little bit more. I think she's done. I do. I think they have too. They don't need her. She's made enough money. She's with John Cena. She can focus on doing something else like modeling and or acting. Dude, why are we talking about the fucking Bella Twins? Daniel Bryan retired. I don't care about the Bella Twins, period. Here's what I care about. The man that knocked down all the barriers to bring in basically all my favorite wrestlers right now. If it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, there would be no Finn Balor. 
There would be Sam no uh, Sami Zayn. There'd be no Kevin Owens. There'd be none of those guys that WWE for the longest time was like, we don't think they'll go over. And guess what? They are. They're all going over because they're good. And if it wasn't for Daniel Bryan, there wouldn't be any of that. And it's huge what he did. And the fact is that when he retired, you're seeing ESPN broadcasters. You're seeing sports like people saying it. Because he had such a huge impact with that yes chant. Like, the dude's literally a legend. He's probably going to be in the next year's Hall of Fame, which frankly so. But I thought we would kind of just go over some of the highlights from his career here and kind of just talk about some of that and just celebrate his career as a wrestler because there's still so much Daniel Bryan can do, whether it's in or outside of the wrestling. He already has a Tide commercial uh, from the Super Bowl, which was really cool. Yeah, I saw that. So he starts with NXT, did so-so with that. I did like, he's he's had this amazing feud with The Miz that has gone on since the beginning. And it, it almost felt like these two were destined because they're so different. Daniel Bryan being the modest guy who came through wrestling where Miz came through with being the uh, reality television and, and just being that heel all the time and that upfront person and always wanting to be the attention getter. Uh, it was It's just been awesome to see these two kind of just feud back and forth like they are. The match was actually good, too. Yeah, so he gets put into the Nexus, uh, but immediately gets fired because he chokes some... He chokes who's a Josh Matthews with the rope. Yep. <laughs> which was great. Yep, loved it. He gets shit-canned, but they end up bringing him back, uh, which was cool. He got to keep his Daniel Bryan gimmick and everything like that, and actually, the first thing he does is he returns the feuds with The Miz, which is so cool. Ends up getting the U.S. title from him, which he, he was able to hold on for a while. This was right around the time I started getting back into wrestling, was he was he was with Gail Kim at the time, and they, Gail Kim was shooting with the Bellas, and he had just won the U.S. title, and I was really starting to pick up on Daniel Bryan at this time, really enjoying him uh, as a technical wrestler. I like Daniel Bryan. Like, I do. <laughs> What's next? What else did he What else did he accomplish? After this, he goes and wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. Which was awesome. He ends up teaming up with AJ Lee for one of the greatest, I would say, couples in wrestling. These two were just comedic genius. The antics they were doing to each other was just great. From Daniel Bryan becoming the heel for AJ turning face and then turning heel and Daniel Bryan able to turn face. There's a lot of switches with this. Uh, This leads to him cashing in his Money in the Bank briefcase and winning it. So we move on to the 10-second loss he was with Sheamus uh, at WrestleMania. This was hilarious. I couldn't believe this when it happened. Uh, this leads to him going into a metal breakdown, starts growing out the hair and uh, joining Team Hell No with Kane. The th- bits with Dr. Shelby were comedic gold. I really enjoyed this. I loved him in the tag. He even got to tag with Undertaker at one point against the Shield. That was so cool. Yeah, that was good. He had a lot of huge moments. A lot of really memorable moments. This leads up to the yes moment, his biggest moment, I would say, uh, where he just took, he had pretty much taken over two WrestleManias as they're trying to push Batista and Roman Reigns. They just, they wouldn't let him. And then it, uh, he gets his IC title at WrestleMania the following year. And then his final match was teaming up with John Cena to take on Cesaro and Tyson Kidd. This was on April 16th, 2015. Uh, he won. This was in London, England. He had won with a yes lock on Tyson Kidd. Oh yeah. I'm just I'm just basking in it. The next thing they're doing right now is doing a whole career documentary for this guy cuz he has one of the most interesting roads to the end of his career in wrestling. Uh, from where he started and where he goes. And it's really cool that they kind of opened the door for not only talent from like 
promotions like Ring of Honor, but this also, like, they had to use a lot of content from them for some of this past stuff. So this not only opened up the door for wrestlers, but this opened up a door for media content between the two and, and relationships between the two, which is amazing when you get that with the WWE because they're so uh, – they, they shut the door on anybody. Yeah, but they – I don't know. It was – he literally is a huge pioneer for what wrestling is today because of mm-hmm. all these people that you didn't think. Even Ziggler. Ziggler's gotten a big spotlight because, you know, he's not a big guy. Oh, he asked for a match with, with Daniel Bryan one year at WrestleMania. I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. So, what do you want to grade Raw? Uh, a, well, a B for the show, but an A for Bryan. Okay, I'm going to give it a B plus. Because, again, the main event was nice, a nice flow to Raw, and a really good uh, goodbye for Daniel Bryan's, I guess. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, so that was Raw. So, Pete, here's your, here is your moment. We're going to get into the NXT rundown here. Some releases here. NXT let go. Bull Dempsey, Marcus Lewis. Louise. Marquise Louise. He's French. All right. I'm sorry. Well, uh, you want my moment, I'll correct you. All right. You want to read these names? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sylvester Lefort. Lefort. It's a Lefleur. I do. I am uh, Peter Howard. I know that one. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know these three. I looked them up on Google. They're kind of, I don't know. This one guy looks like an SMN character, the Sylvester guy. He's, oh, he was brutal. He was a manager for the longest time. Really? Yeah. And then, like, they tried to give him a singles run with Marcus Louise, who I didn't hate. Marcus Louise looks like Kane. He shaved his head. Yeah. Because they got in a hair shaving match between Enzo and Cass. So then he, like, lost his mind. And they only got him on the show, like, a couple times, and I guess it just wasn't working out. So this Peter Howard guy, I don't know about him either. Uh, I don't know, but Bull Dempsey was a shock to me, actually. Yeah, they must be recording Breaking Ground right now. Well, Bull Dempsey, one, is he uh, he had a good character right when he first got there. He was like, I am the throwback character. Then they made this joke about him not being in enough shape to uh, compete, and that's where Bull Thick came. And I thought he got a little niche there, but I guess WWE or NXT just didn't feel like he was going anywhere. So, cut him. Which is fine. They're rotating talent in and out all the time. So I mean, we just talked about how they just signed on how many more people. Uh, so, I mean, this isn't a bad thing, especially because none of these people, I don't know, really shined for anything. <laughs> Next, we find out Finn Balor has been injured. He's got an ankle injury. I don't. It doesn't seem serious, though. No, it's not too serious. But what made it better was when Bailey decided to honor him because he couldn't wrestle and did his entrance. And it was epic. It was so good. It was awesome. I'm loving this. Yeah, there's there's reason why NXT is, like, I think, superior. Things like this happen. Mm-hmm. You can't do it on Raw because it's, like, more of a show, but, like, you could still, like, Bailey and Balor, like, that's not, like, a big story-driven line. They could do that. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, 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 it won't affect anything. Yeah, anymore. no, it was so. perfect. It was perfect. He won't be out long. They're just keeping him safe because it's an ankle. So, I mean, like, it happens. You think, like, the only person who's really pissed off about this is Apollo Crews? Yeah. I just want my fucking rematch, man. Just give it to me. Give it to me. I want it. <laughs> I'm Apollo Crews. I'm trying to become the face. <laughs> I will flip on you. F- I will literally flip on you. Yeah. Another thing, uh, Patrick Clark from Tough Enough debuts on NXT. I don't think it's been a television debut yet, uh, but he did start wrestling, which is cool. And nothing but uh, impressive things is what I've seen on Twitter about him wrestling, so that's cool. Oh, well, yeah, good for him. He's kind of a tool, but good for him. He was such a tool on the show. I, you know, like, I get it. You know 
luggage stuff, but like he's kind of a tool. You, you gotta be a tool though to be in the WWE. No, you don't have to be that big of a douche. No, no, but you can be. You can, t- you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but you can be. <laughs> Speaking of talent, you don't have it. Uh, what? I have talent. <laughs> no, nope. I am a podcaster with at least twenty-six episodes underneath my belt. Woo! Yeah. All right. That's impressive. Speaking of impressive, who is your dud of the week, Pete? Um. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Um. My dud of the week. My dud of the week. My dud of the week. Uh, How do you you forget this? I know week? I do. Oh, because I was watching Raw and I'm like, that's what it is. Oh, Ric Flair. For what? Being there. He's useless. Okay, by the way, the camera cuts this past Raw were terrible. That could be my double dud. Ric Flair and the camera cuts. Why am I staring at Flair acting wasted when there's a match going on? There were moves being missed because the camera guy's like, Rick, what are you doing? I'm wasted. Of course you are. So my dud of the week is going to have to be gold dust because this was just horrendous. I mean, that was right there, too. So I'll go with that. Who is your stud of the week, Pete? Well, Daniel Bryan. Obviously. It's obviously Daniel uh, Bryan. <laughs> I went with it. Um, two sub duds. I'll do sub duds or sub stars. My bad. Studs, sub studs, sub studs. Like two, like they branch off. So you got your start. Okay. You're getting too. Uh, Kevin Owens wearing a New Day shirt. Oh, I saw that. Uh, Chris Jericho wearing a Social Outcast shirt. Uh, even better, Cody Rhodes being out there. Right. Not Stardust. Not Stardust. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Yes, that was so cool. Uh, just, just so ad- if anyone's keeping count, uh, sub studs, they don't count. They don't. They, they don't, don't do shit. They don't, don't do anything. Count those people. Just say it. That was also cool. We forgot to say that. Yeah, that was cool. Rumors are that there might be a new show coming to the WWE Network. This would focus mostly on cruiserweights. It'd be a cruiserweight championship tournament where they would bring back the ch- cruiserweight championship. The show is rumored to start in summer 2016. Uh, would mo- mainly focus on people under the weight class of 205 pounds. I'm out, uh, which sucks because <laughs> I was excited. I think it's going to be sweet. I don't see why a cruiserweight isn't there still. Right. You got enough small guys. So I see this is because there was recent reports that Triple H had met with Lucha Underground and so did TNA. They both had partnership deals that they wanted to do with them and that Lucha Underground decided to stay independent. This is just like when they brought in Juice and Liger Tiger. Juice and Liger Tiger is way better than Juice and Thunder Liger. (laughs) Juice and Thunder Tiger. Is way better. I like it way better. <laughs> That's his new name. Okay. Uh, anyway. So JLT, uh, it was just like bringing him in where they could bring someone in from like an independent circuit just to kind of like fill in some really good matches. It's like a one-time thing mm-hmm. uh, where they don't have to come on and, and then be like, oh, are they going to the main roster? Are they going to be on NXT every week? So I think this is really cool that WWE is branching out and getting other talent. Yeah, exactly. I think it's great. I think it's a great move, WWE. Yeah, But super just get a damn writing staff, idiots. Yeah, that's like the one place you are suffering right now. And that's where you really need to look, is writers. Because you are getting talent out the ass right now. You have so many talented people who are already on the main roster, mm-hmm. coming in, going into the performance center. Now you just need to bring in, I don't know, maybe start a writing camp, something. Because it's it's dreadful. Exactly. It is. It is literally bad. It's the one place that you were in. Well, that and the camera work. you got to bring up some people from NXT because they know how to cut and, and how to pan out and do that shit. I feel like whoever was doing Royal Rumble, it was like day one. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, or I don't know, double your team. 
Fix your camera cuts, period. That's all you need to do. That would make watching wrestling way more enjoyable. Like, you're making people sick, and you're making people miss things. Having a camera just set there, there's a couple times where you need to cut. But, God, you don't need – there was one Irish whip last night that they cut it, like, three times. I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's too – that's making me dizzy. So there's some new shows that they're kind of premiering. I have not watched any of these yet, but I am excited for them. Uh, there's a new show coming out called Ride Along. It's already out. They're two weeks in. Are they? Yeah. All right. Well, go watch it. <laughs> Is the Camp WWE one out yet? Uh, No. Well, I'm excited for that one. Awesome. Is the Edge and Christian show out? No. All right. Well, I'm also excited about that one. <laughs> Good. But <laughs> I do want to watch Ride Along. That one looks interesting. I just haven't been able to yet. But that's the show, man. I have nothing else to add. Fine. It's short week. The only reason we went forever last week, folks, is because we were not around. <laughs> and we had a lot of stuff to talk about. I am getting hyped for Fastlane. I am excited about some of these matches. Not all of them. That, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know what to, what, what to expect next week of a post-Daniel Bryan Raw. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But the only thing I'm really hoping for is rumors have been swirling that Enzo and Cass have been at now the yeah. past three Raws. When are you going to send them out there? Are you going to send them out there after Fastlane? No, I bet. They sent him out at Fastlane. Let's see if maybe they add him to this triple threat tag match that we were talking about. It could be. It could be. I mean, they would be a perfect rival right now for New Day. Mm. Perfect. Because Enzo can literally spit hot fire, and so can Cass right back at those guys. Right. It'll be so entertaining with a New Day. Oh, I can't wait for that to happen. Right. Pete, what do you want to name the show this week? The, the thank you, Daniel, you Thunder Tiger. Okay. I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, feels, feels, feels. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Okay. So, yeah, the full Nelson Press, episode 27, feels, feels, feels. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to subscribe and like our video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, uh, please subscribe and give us a review. It does help out. Also, if Stitcher is your fancy, it would be awesome if you gave us a thumbs up. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino, Tambler, and just search the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can find all of our links to any of our uh, social media sites, uh, anything like that, on thefullnelsonpress.com, which also includes a weekly WWE webcomic created by myself, Brandon Kirkpatrick. So, uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. <laughs>